I love So You Think You Can Dance, mm. but, like, all reality shows I struggle with because, um, like, one, the amount of commercials that you have to, like, mm. endure through, and two, I feel like Hulu intentionally, purposely, like, always resets to the beginning when you're about halfway through. So I'm just waiting for all the dances to come out on YouTube and call it good. Call it good. The way you said that, you said... You, you think you can dance? So it made you, me think that there's a so you think you can't dance. <laughs> that's the show that I want to watch. Right I feel like now. that would be the first, the first, probably first few episodes, right? Where they're right. reading people out. Right. Uh-huh. It's, no, 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 no. it's like the American Idol no, no, no. model where They've, it's like we watch the bad ones first. And then, the yeah, cooking shows it's like the genre worst has cooked finally in America. made to right. it. Those yeah. people think they can sing. So you have to find people who don't want to be on the show <laughs> because they don't think they can dance. It's so you think you can't dance. And then you make and them dance, and, you, and so then you, you show can, them that you're right. You're, you're the winner. You can't dance, you're and, right. you knew, and you knew, you knew, you knew that, and that's good. And you knew that. Congratulations <laughs> on self-awareness. Yeah. Yes. Well um, done. Here's yeah. a gift card yeah. Here's Chili's. to Chili's. This is public Chili's, too. To Chili's, too. Just to the two. Chili's, too. Only at the airport. Only at the airport or the mall. You used to go to the giant parking garage at Baylor and eat Chili's, too. Oh, wow. So you could that's not so cool. But that's I feel like that's most things in Sometimes Waco I for some reason. Like you could do it anywhere, but in Waco it's like the thing. Sometimes when I'm sad, I'm sad. I, <laughs> just go to I get an old timer with cheese and just find a good parking spot. <laughs> just just get the avocado ranch. Cry, yeah, just cry into my avocado ranch. <laughs> oh, God. oh man. Welcome to the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. I'm Pastor Melissa. And I'm Jess Kiefer. And today on the pod, we have some wonderful, amazing guests with us today. You may have heard them in our little introductory moment there. And we are excited because the Michael has returned. The Michael. The Michael. I believe it's you have non-Pastor Michael. Well, I was going to let him call him by his Oh, okay. Got you wanted his own, him to own yeah, his identity. Own his own oh. identity. On the way to Counselor Michael, is that more? On the way to Counselor Michael. That's almost more. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I got my pastor's license online, so now I am. I'm just joking. Non-pastor, Pastor Michael. I can marry you if you want. (laughs) I'm already married. Yeah, me too. Claim. Sorry, got to talk to April. Huh? Um, when you're, you know, when no. you're ready. Oh, no. <laughs> that's not, just let me I'm so not ready that that didn't even, I didn't even register. And that's what you meant by that question. <laughs> that's, that's an option for my life? <laughs> I didn't know. Please no. Not. Oh. Also joining us today on the Gather, Grow, Go podcast is an amazing friend of mine, a guy I've known for, for eight or nine years now, and who is one of the inspirations behind our study of vinyl theology. Mm. And so a guy who has helped form uh, me in the understanding of, of seeing God, not just in, in things labeled Christian, but also mm-hmm. in the the broader culture and the music of our broader culture. Sean Eddins is here. Hello. We are so pumped that you are here today. Thank Sean, you. Sean, I uh, like 
wasn't actually convinced that this recording would actually happen because, <laughs> you know, I know a lot of people that you know, and mm-hmm. you know a lot of people that I know, right. and I've even met your wife, you know, yeah. but I've never <laughs> met you. So yeah. I was just convinced that, like, I will yeah. forever know who Sean is, right. but never actually meet like And it turns out Sean. I was just inside all of you all. all <laughs> we were all Sean. <laughs> no, honestly, you you never truly know Sean. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I don't allow it. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, <laughs> just always. well, almost counselor Michael can help you with that. Maybe. <laughs> right, here we, go. Yeah. Yeah. we we are thankful that you guys are here today. We are hopefully going to have some fun along the way, and we are also going to spend some time diving into more of our bonus tracks, songs that speak to our soul that that may be Christian adjacent or CCM adjacent that don't fall neatly into the realms of, of songs that we look to when we are looking for the Holy to speak to us. And so today you get bonus bonus tracks because we got two songs for us. Um, Which is nice because this is also the end. This is, This yeah. is the end of the bonus tracks. This is tracks. the end of the bonus tracks. And so we are going out with a bang. No, no pressure. pressure. Right. <clears throat> yeah, no. no. That Not was well timed. It was. It was pretty nice. <laughs> Do you want to leave? <laughs> yeah, let's just go. We, we already put up the recording in progress sign, oh, guys. We, sorry, we locked the door when that happens, yeah, no. and there's no entry or exit. Just kidding. Uh, Michael, why don't you spend a few seconds here? Tell I know you've got a Josh Ritter song. Those of you who know Michael will know that that is not a surprise. Um Josh Ritter is his homeboy mm-hmm. when it comes to music that speaks mm-hmm. to his soul. Um, but you've got a Josh Ritter song for us. Introduce it to us. Tell us uh, what it is and you know why it speaks to you so fully. Uh, yes, I, lo- I love Josh Ritter. He is uh, my favorite singer-songwriter, my fav- definitely my favorite songwriter, definitely my favorite lyricist. Um, mm-hmm. He's amazing. And uh, so this song that I picked... Uh, is called an, uh, a new man, and it's it's uh, it's off his most recent album, Fever Breaks. Um, it's one of his more straightforward songs, but it's also just a really good song uh, about uh, kind of redemption and, and what that at, at mm. least in how I see it, um, just kind of this song about uh, the need for redemption and and how we find that, and then what what kind of the world looks like once we find that. So. Make a habit of erasing every trace. No trace of love behind to mark your path. Teaching everyone a lesson. Thought your heart was worth the holding, that it's not. Is that what you want? You must become a new man. You must become a new man. What is it about this song, Michael, that speaks so deeply to your soul? Uh, like I said, it, it, it's, a, it's, it's this song about redemption, and it, it's this song about um, very basic uh, human spiritual needs. Mm. Um, I think we all have been in a place where, uh, you know, we feel like, I'm just going to read some of the lyrics, look at you, the sorry state you're in, a man without a country or a friend, a man who can't remember how his blood would shake in boyhood to the rhythm of the wheat fields and the wind. I I just love that just because it it makes me think of the way that, 
you know, essentially we, it, it, you know, believing that we are created in God's image and believe, believing that we have this spark of the creative, the divine creative in us, a lot of times we look back on this kind of idea of how can I get back to have to to the person that I was created to be. Mm. And so that kind of idea of a man who can't remember how his blood would shake in boyhood to the rhythm of the wheat fields and the winds. Like I used to be connected to the creation uh, in a way, but I've, I've, I've kind of based on some, you know, the ways that this particular character in the song, um, you know, stung by those old lies you told yourself strung with that same rope you sold yourself. The, the lies that we believe about ourselves, um, not being good creations of, yeah. of a creator, um, and making us drift from that idea of where we belong in creation. That was, like a- that was the line that jumped out most to me as we were, you know, getting ready for this, that stung by those old lies you tell yourself, how many, how often do we get in our own heads and how often do we spin a narrative mm-hmm. that digs a, a proverbial grave rather than lifts us up, right? Yeah. How often do we dig ourselves into the ditch rather than just embracing and knowing and and being able to access that divine spark that lives in us? Yeah, I love the the next line that comes after that of either you can't hear the bells or you can't tell for whom they toll. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Of just that, there's so many times where we get so we. Be- we believe our own lies so well because we've told it to ourselves for so long um, that we can no longer discern what the lie is from the truth, even Mm. for ourselves. And that um, it really does take a lot of work to um, discern what those are and to come back to the places of what is, you know, what is that wheat in the wind kind of moment. Um, I absolutely love about the song. And I also love that this song is different I feel like from a lot of songs that you necessarily listen to and that it, it does feel like there's a journey and a progression um, that doesn't have a repetitive piece in the midst of all of it, but still ends you in this very repetitive place of um, you will be a new man. You will be a new man. You will be a new man. And the, the, that place that it goes to is in that kind of second <coughs> run through the verse of, and then, and this to me is just this. This is a wonderful. This is a beautiful idea of what redemption and that and connecting back to the God of creation can feel like. You felt the storm clouds building in your bones. Mm. Tornadoes spun for you and you alone, and then wrapped themselves around you in the rain and whipping wind and slip your skin. Begin again. That's redemption. You know, that's a poetic way of talking mm. about kind of redemption, and then. And then I love just the the rest of the song is is kind of the the character um, seeing that progression, seeing that change, and and how how that how how when we find ourselves back in that creative spark, in that redemptive mm-hmm. spark, we see the world in such a completely different way. Mm-hmm. All the things that we saw before are different. Um, uh, you know, in every stranger's face, a place of welcome, no matter who you are, or where you came from, you won't walk among the dead a moment longer because you don't belong there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the thing is, that's the truth of it, as opposed to like, you know, the aspiration of it. Right. Well, it, it, maybe nothing is necessarily like changed in around you, but but the inward change has helped you see the world mm-hmm. in a different way. And, and you're seeing the aliveness and the kingdom 
uh, throughout the world. And, and I think I, I just love that idea of what change is, is that change is something that is uh, within us. Mm. Uh, and when we in this in terms of this character, when they when he becomes a new man. Well, I love the like um, in that same uh, you won't belong there kind of thread and kind of what I feel like is the thrust of that lyric of um, that whole verse is a Maya Angelou quote of mm-hmm. um, that when you belong to yourself, you belong to no one kind of thing. And mm-hmm. Brene Brown talks mm-hmm. about that of how she kind of like hated that at first, but couldn't let go of it because it got under her skin until she kind of realized that like the truth of belonging is realizing that in belonging, it's not about conforming to what, you know, the world or what a subtype group of people or culture tell you to be, but truly understanding who you are. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's the journey of this person that leads them eventually back to people. Um, and mm-hmm. in that, you know, when you belong to no one, every place can become home mm-hmm. because of that, because they're not defining who you are. Home is defined by that divine spark within you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that space of not only who you are, but whose you are, Mm -hmm. right? We can often live our lives feeling compelled to be connected or, and owned is probably strong language, but beholden to so many others and their expectations and the way that that plays in our own internal narrative, right? When we can come home and know really who we are and whose we are, that is the beginning of a journey um, or even the culmination of a journey that leads to that place of redemption that, that we've been talking about. Um, I, it also just speaks to the kind of idea of vinyl theology that are you living your life looking for God in everything, mm, right? Yeah. And it, it, is, that, is that change in you, is it helped you to see the world around you and see God in things uh, because God's there? Yeah, the other day in Bible study, we had an amazing conversation about, uh, we're studying Daniel, and so there was this look toward the the hope of, of the visions and the dreams in Daniel is that the kingdom of God may one day reign, right? And, and as Christians, we, we live in this time where Jesus says the kingdom of God is at hand, right? I am the realization of that, the fulfillment of that. And, and yet we can still name in our 21st century reality that there are lots of times and places where we are not fully living into the fullness of the kingdom of God, right? We, we can theologically affirm that the kingdom of God is at hand, and yet we aren't quite here yet. But the challenge we, we took upon ourselves in, in Bible study is that challenge of looking, right? Mm-hmm. Because the kingdom of God is at hand in lots of little beautiful moments of individual and collective redemption happening all around us all the time. But do we have eyes to see, right? Mm-hmm. Are we looking in the right places at the right times? Is there openness and space to give, to give ourselves fully to the moment so that we might experience that oneness um, with the divine spark of the world. Yeah, that could, I mean, this morning in our devotional before our program meeting, we were talking about that idea of citizenship in the kingdom, like where there's kind mm. of, there's just new rules. And it brings me to this line that you actually skipped over <laughs> in, the, in the reading, but it's, it's the one right before the, the warmth of the fires. It's you'll, you'll find there's only love. And love's returning. Yeah. And it's always this, I, I, I've been kind of wrestling with similar ideas to this for like a while, is, is that like there's kind of the bedrock of all, of, of everything is love. 
and that that's all there is. Like you, you can dig and dig and dig and dig underneath life, and it's just love and love's returning. And actually, the love's returning thing kind of begs me in, in the question: like, what does he mean? Like, where did it go? <laughs> like, where did like where does love ever actually go? It's almost more like we just kind of maybe forget it or set it aside at times. But the call of Jesus, as we were talking about this morning, is to like take up residence in, in the kingdom that's here, but also not yet fully realized. Like that yeah. whole tension there is to have new, like to see, to just not leave that love, to like just recognize that you'll we'll find there's only love. That's that's all there is to be to be had and to be given. So Yeah, I like that's the, that's the true language of God mm-hmm. is love. And, and just recognition, awareness, and allowing... You're uh, allowing yourself to, to, to be exposed to that as opposed to, like you said, just forgetting it mm. ever existed or, um, I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah, because that, that's what it gets in the sense of like of, of the idea because what you just said there, that idea of like accepting it. Mm-hmm. A lot of us do not accept love. Like right. we we mm-hmm. have a problem with, mm-hmm. with that idea sometimes because like this man in this song felt so down on himself. I don't deserve that. I don't deserve love. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. and so it's a, it's a huge part of it is that I do think we, we, we don't talk a lot about how hard it is to accept, to accept not just God's love, but the love all around us when that's what God really wants of us is just accept that love. If you yeah. accept that love in this pure way, like things can be transformed for you. But and so you can give times. it completely. And yeah. Yeah. And so many times to be able to accept that love, though, also comes with, like, the ability to forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, it's those other emotions that I think sometimes it's like, well, I love the concept of love or what, you know, unconditional love or God's love looks like for me. But it's not, I'm not worthy of it is typically, I feel like, what it boils down to. But it boils down in different ways of of shame or fear um, Mm -hmm. for different people or even anger um, of you know, not being able to release old wounds, which I feel like is the journey of, of mm-hmm. the person and the story of the song. Yeah. Um, I also wonder, you know, I don't know Josh Ritter as I know other bands that are coming up in this episode, but um, I also think that there is uh, such a beauty in the music that also pairs with these lyrics. And so um, I just wondered what y'all would speak to on what Josh is doing here as a musician um, or what are those things that get communicated in the song that maybe um, speak a little deeper than what our language is able to capture in the lyrics. Well, actually, Sean, uh, so Sean and I both are huge Josh River fans. Yeah. And, and anytime he comes into town, uh, I think, I mean, we've seen yeah. him tons of times. Which he didn't come to DFW this right. year. So. I had to go to Austin yeah. and you and I had to stay here. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> let me, just let me. It's fine. Let just accept the love that's returning to you. <laughs> hey, that's still love. Only love. I still love you. But, like, do you want to talk a little bit about, like, what yeah. what you see, like, the first time he comes out on stage live and that experience? Um, it, it, is, um, it is a holy experience, just just in, in, in a few words. Um, I, I've been to a lot of concerts in my life. My, my, I grew up going to concerts as, as young as 10. Um, um, with my parents, and and I've never witnessed um, an artist express so much joy um, for simply making music. Mm-hmm. And um, there are moments where he's just giggling to himself, 
Um, <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, and and he'll back away from the mic, and he'll he's just giggling, or he he'll watch the drummer and just laugh and smile, and and it's um, it, it really affects almost all your senses uh, to to witness um, that expression, and uh, you hear it. I mean, you hear it on his albums, but in order to to, to really you know, absorb that you seeing him live is, uh, is an experience. It's, it's the epitome of, of, of someone. And he'll even say this, like just, just so having so much gratitude to mm-hmm. be able to do what he does and to do it. Uh, it, he, I just, I don't know of anybody who I've ever seen who enjoys what they do more. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that in itself is a holy experience to see somebody, uh, living out again, like this creative spark yeah. that they were created yeah. for, and and living into that creative moment for themselves, because you know God has created creators. Like yeah. God mm-hmm. created us to create. We create. We are creators, and so to see him do that and do it with so much joy, it's just like that's that's part of what we were born to do. And this album, it, it, the whole album is is actually a little bit different from his previous work. And part of that is because it was produced by Jason Isbell, mm-hmm. um, who is another phenomenal musician that, uh, in his own right, that, um, that has a lot of spiritual themes in his own music. But, um, but he, he brought in his band. And, and so the, the music itself, just to talk from a simply musical perspective, uh, is, is a little bit different from Josh Ritter's previous work. And so you, you do have this almost a sense of, of renewal and, and, and recreation and, mm. and, and newness within the album itself, yeah. which is an amazing representation of the words that you're hearing. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic. Wow. And, and I think you cannot express lyrically what is happening here unless you've felt it, unless you've known it, unless you've embodied it, right? I mean, it wouldn't come across as authentic. The When you were describing his joy... Mm. I was drawn back to this line, and you finally found the warmths of home fires burning, mm-hmm. right? Just that, yeah. that inner sort of, oh, yeah. that that comes mm-hmm. with knowing that you are doing the thing that you were created to do, right? Um, whether that is just loving yourself for who you are or professionally doing the thing that you were created to do. that, And, and I don't think you can embody or write a lyric like that unless you know that feeling does that make sense yeah um you can't you know it it's like there's a difference between preaching and communicating right right? you know preaching's embedded in your own spiritual place and journey and walk with with christ and and apart from that you may check all the boxes to communicate well but you're not preaching does that make sense Mm -hmm. um this song preaches to my soul um good way to put it yeah the uh michael is there anything i mean this is your song and so i don't want to you know have had an amazing conversation about it and left something on the cutting room floor that is like man y'all have wandered around this song for 20 minutes and we have not no, found the back thing to dancing references yes back to dancing <laughs> references no i think y'all we nailed it wow very good the uh Seriously though, go see Josh Ritter live. Yes, even, see, if okay. he, even if he's never like even listen to his music, go see him live, and you will and come away you know. a massive. Fan. He had a dare we say you will become a new man. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, <my>. uh, 
right, so what are we going to do later? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> fine. I'm just going to see myself. This is twi- two days really in a row now. to protect Daniel more than anyone else. Two days else. in a row now you've said something that made me just want to close the laptop <laughs> and get you out of my house. Yesterday you were like, if it didn't happen on ESPN, then I didn't care. That's the kind of stuff that gets you, you on the Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> <laughs> These are the decisions that are made. Okay, okay. To answer your question for us. <laughs> So, Sean, oh, yes. to get us away from that mess. Hey, everybody. Um, Thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, what, what's, what's your song? <laughs> can't even do 27 it. 27 minutes in. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I picked one that's that's been um, pretty, pretty close to my heart and on my mind and really haunting me for a while. Um, it came out a couple of years ago. Um, on a, a, It's by Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors. Um, from his album Souvenir, and it's, um, it's called Wild World. I don't know about you, I like to tell the truth, but the truth seems to change every Tuesday. When I watch the news, man, it just gives me the blues. No one listens, just on a mission to hear their own. It's a wild world, we're all trying to find our place in it It's a wild world, no one seems to understand it It's a wild world, but there ain't no way I'm gonna quit it Love is all I've got to give away Well, I don't know how we're gonna talk about this song, you know, because its lyrics are so different of the ending of "Love is all we've got to give away." So you really, you really made this a stretch and hard for us. We're not gonna be able to connect these two. I don't think. Not at all. Thematically, Uh, Drew Drew Holcomb's music uh, is 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 some that's been used, I think, and in um, more and more in churches. I don't really make it an effort to to know what other churches are doing on a regular basis, but but it's I, I know he's an artist that's been used um, quite a bit because of his themes and um, and his roots and um, but this is one that I, I've never heard uh, used uh, until I, I, we started using it at our church a few years ago and we we use it with some regularity. In fact, we're going to sing it this weekend. Um, but um, but I, I the thing that I love about using. Um, quote secular music or, or uh, you know, spiritual themes in worship from music that's that wasn't necessarily intended for um, for a sacred space uh, is, I think um, that what a lot of, of churches and 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 worship times lose uh, is that um, kind of more latitudinal relationship I guess between mm. us and others. And they focus too much on the relationship between us and God. That yeah, that linear, just like it's all about us and God, and 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 everything else can be can be uh, relegated to to the serving ministries. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but I think that there's an important yeah people. exactly yeah they're the ones that, that go out of the out the doors. We stay here. Um, but uh, but but I think it's 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 hugely important. You know, as you try to build community, and uh, you you have to you have to use these themes. Um, and so. So the reason this song um, touched me so much is because it it, it creates that uh, um, oneness uh, that puts everybody on the same plane, the same level. It uses uh, perceived um, opposites 
I, I say perceived because I don't think they are, but perceived opposites mm. to, to bring people in, into, into oneness. Um, and, uh, it, it makes, you know, the, the statement that, uh, um, that love is all, all I've got to give away. Um, and then goes into the bridge later, w- which talks about really just humility, <laughs> uh, understanding yeah. that, you know, uh, everyone mm-hmm. speaks with such fervor and, and such, uh, determination and, um, assuredness um but maybe you're not always right you know Mm. Uh, just just think about the possibility that you might not be right um and i loved that that there's a um i think a lack of of that humility uh in in so many things um from a practical standpoint so make sense right so there's plenty of that kind of like we're terrible we're wicked people and we don't have um, um, we don't have a reason to receive this love, but there's not a lot of like practical um, kind of, um, angles of, of humility. Um, yeah. So that's that's mm. those are some of the reasons that I that I was really drawn to this song when I first heard it, and then you waited just waited for the right moment to be able to use it in worship, and then now I, I it's kind of in our regular rotation. So. And I love that, like, you know, you talked about kind of the perceived opposites that happen yeah. within the song. And I feel like that even happens within the title of the song. Right. Because in some ways, like, um, for me, my natural mind goes to um, when I hear Wild World, I, I see, you know, geese taking off in formation and mm-hmm. um, just a beautiful, like, mountain. You go to National Geographic. I go to National Geographic. Okay. I go to Iona. I go to mountains and mm-hmm. um, just... Yeah. untouched land of, of where you can see what this wild world looks like. But then also in the way that the song plays out and pairs those opposites, there's also moments, you know, when he sings about, you know, you can have, you you might not have a dollar to name or you might own a jet plane. Mm-hmm. Um, you also can see the wild world of like the busyness of like, uh, Wall Street and everyone moving and going and never stopping mm. in the wild world that happens there yeah. and those two things seem to like not be able to reconcile but yet they seem at home next to each other within the song right yeah it grounds us in our shared humanity right mm-hmm. in, in some ways there's a you know a really powerful tie to what we did a couple weeks ago with brother right yeah. the when I'm able and willing to look into the face of my neighbor where I, whether I think that we are on the same plane or not, there is that shared humanity, that shared divine spark mm-hmm. that lives in us. You know, after at the line after you you mentioned the some folks ain't got a dollar to their name and others have their own jet planes, right? Mm-hmm. The affirmation is we all have the same blood yep. running through our veins. Yeah. That that powerful shared humanity and and, and any song that you know because I wasn't super familiar with this song before you sent it to me and and because as Melissa will tell you my my Christian adjacent uh, repertoire is not what it needs to be apparently Um, but one of the things I love any song that says I don't know about you but I like to tell the truth yeah Uh, Yeah. who's going to be like the first line of the song yeah no I'm good I'm good you know I like to live in, in pretend world but it that level of intellectual and spiritual and emotional honesty yeah. that is at play here yeah. is powerful, right? Yeah. You you feel like in, in hearing the song and in, in, in staring at the lyrics right now, I feel like I can see into the spirit and the soul of, of, of the writer, right? You, right. You, you know and you can connect to that feeling um, where this comes from because 
it is so raw and open. And I think sometimes what is missing from the music that is just vertically connected, right? Just us and God, right? That tends toward that place you were talking about earlier where we're terrible, no good, very bad little sinners who, um, you know, yeah, we exist, you know, as as people who are harmed and have harmed others, right? There, there's brokenness in our world, and yet there's more to it than just this vertical relationship. It, it's a both and, vertical and horizontal. We have a relationship. I think you have such a stunted um, vocabulary of God's emotion when we only sing about God in that mm. vertical. Right. Um, mm. Because it, it, it's about our wickedness, but it's also about God's goodness. Like it's mm-hmm. a, And it's a very simplistic understanding in a lot of the songs of, you know, Jesus is good, Jesus is love, God is love, God is good, like, and that's it. And so then, like, when we're experiencing the fuller range of emotion that we know people experience, like, you know, there are days that you're not angry, like, you're rage-filled, and that's different. You know, those are two different emotions. Or there's days that you're not just, like, sad, you're grieving, and that's Mm. a different feeling. And Mm. so when we experience those emotions, if our emotional language for who God is is stunted, then why would God come into those moments? And I think songs like this, especially when um, we have musicians like you, Sean, and you, Kiefer, who at the right moment in worship introduce these kinds of songs, we're expanding people's um, love of neighbor, which is so important because it is in right. part of that commandment that we're given. But we're also flipping it back and we are returning it to God in the sense that we're helping people to expand that kind of language and understanding of, of the moments that God shows up, which is in the real emotions that we experience in life yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of uh like y'all have already kind of mentioned there's a lot a lot a lot of themes kind of in popular worship songs would have it's almost as if it would have you believe like everything's like totally black and white and everything's fine (laughs) Mm. and don't worry binary world and yeah and but the gilded age yeah but what i love about this song is that it, it really does kind of it it not only reference it like it's not only speaking to the messiness of the world but it's kind of giving you a, a hopeful way to work your way through the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think, especially mm-hmm. these days, I think a lot of people who want to, you know, who want to tell the truth. Um, and, and I think the, there's so much craziness, right? So many people think that they have all the answers, right? And we're mm-hmm. all just yelling. Uh, that it's easy to just kind of go, okay, I'm just going to disengage from the world. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to church on Sundays and I'm not ever going to think about how this impacts the real world and how, you know, but I love just in the, in the chorus that it's a wild world and no one seems to understand it, but there ain't no way I'm going to quit it. Mm. Like yeah. I'm not going to just disengage. Yeah. I'm a part of this world. I'm yeah. here for a reason. And then just follows it up with that, with the, uh, you know, with the, with the bridge saying like, Hey, yes, engage with the world, but do it with love and do it with kindness. Try it says try a little tenderness, maybe some benefit of the doubt. Another <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe another person's point of view, try to listen not to shout. Hold your opinions loosely, maybe you're not always right. Ugh. Show a little mercy and hold on to love real tight. So mm. it's not saying, "Hey, go find a hole and and hide." Right. It's right. saying it's saying when you engage with other people, yeah. Do it with love. It's okay to engage with other people. It's okay to have those messy conversations. I don't know. I, this, that brings me back to what 
Sean, you said earlier about the whole, there being this latitudinal relationship between other people and then the vertical relationship uh, with you and God. Um, and I, I think that I've just had so many moments um, outside the church in what we would name secular spaces uh, and things like that, like where I'm playing music at a coffee shop or um, at whatever else I'm doing. And, and a lot of those moments when I meet people completely free of the, the church thing with whether we, whether or not we want to admit it, sometimes we put on, you know, faces and things like that at church. And it, there's sort of a culture in itself at most churches you attend. Um, but outside of those spaces, when everybody kind of has their guard down, especially when I'm playing music is, you know, that's where people can come together. I think I've had these experiences where I just realized that the latitudinal relationship like kind of is my relationship also with God, like with the, between my relationship with people becomes also my relationship with God. And that, and this whole vertical thing of we're down here, God's up here kind of goes away and God's mm-hmm. actually in the latitudinal space with us. So it's, I don't know, sometimes I like to do away with that paradigm of, you know, God up here, us down here, and they're both important, but, you know, God's a little bit more important, you know, the whole thing, because I think that it's all just intertwined. It's more smir- spherical it's just, kind of Yeah, reality it's all just and, clumped together, and yeah. You know, I'm thinking Paul and Acts, right? In right. God, we live, move, and exist. And exist. We find our being, right? That kind right. of holistic we are all connectivity and connectedness. Um, we're all in it, and we're in it together, and we're in it. There's actually the other song, the other song that I was going to pick, um, possibly... Uh, is is a song by a band called Over the Rhine, R H I N E. They're out of Cincinnati. There's a anyway, but the Over the Rhine, and they have a song called All My Favorite People, and the and it's All My Favorite People Are Broken. Believe me, I should know. Um, mm. And it, and it's uh, it, the lyrics are are stunningly beautiful. If you can get over her pronunciation of favorite. Oh no! Because she says favorite. Oh yeah. I don't know why, but anyway, it's it's another one of those that haunts you, and I don't know. I don't know. So we're broken. But but that's 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 so. She can't say favorite. So try a little tenderness, maybe give somebody some benefit of the doubt here. You know, favorite. No, it's just my my opinion will not be held loosely that it should be favorite. Maybe you're not always favorite. Uh, I love that you keep describing this song though as like a song that haunts you, yeah. and I think it's not just in the lyrics, but I also think it's in the tone of, of the quality of Drew Holcomb's voice mm-hmm. that has that ability. There's just certain singers that have that vocal yeah. quality that the way they sing it just it it gets to your bones and the simplicity of it it sounds like yeah. a conversation between two people sitting across a table it's not it's not someone trying to yell at you uh, or tell you hey you're not always right you know um it's it's just it's just it's just two friends um mm. and uh and one's kind of just saying yeah, it, it is a wild world um and, and it's, it's gonna be okay um, and and it, that's I like that too. That it's very starkly been, different. Oh. <laughs> very starkly different writing style too than um, Josh Ritter, um, who was very you know kind of the metaphorical mm-hmm. intense like metaphors within every single word. Yes. Whereas Drew Holcomb kind of approaches his songwriting in most of the songs that at least I've encountered with Drew Holcomb. Drew Holcomb in this way of like I'm just gonna like say it as yeah, if I'm it's just pretty direct saying, and, saying something and the practicality within it all again I, I'm drawn to that as well mm-hmm. I can't help but uh, think about I've been listening to their new album that they mm-hmm. just released on like repeat right now mm-hmm. and it almost feels like a partner song to this one is you want what you can't have yeah. like it's the same kind of thing of it like he's not beating you over the head but rather it's just like two friends sitting down and it's that good friendship that sometimes you can mm-hmm. just say like 
Some people want a house on top of the hill. Some people want to pay all their bills. Some people want to move on. Some people want to go back in time. Some people want everything they want. Other people don't have a dime. Hmm. You want what you can't have right. since the Garden of Eden. It's been like that. Christianese is like your accountability partner. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, we thank you so much for joining us today on the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. I'm Pastor Melissa. And I'm Jess Kiefer. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we super appreciate every single one of you that listens to this podcast and shares this podcast and um, just gets this out here and brings more people into this conversation. And um, uh, I just want to mention again that the best way you can do that uh, and further this podcast's reach and bring more people into this conversation is by leaving a, a review in SoundCloud and in Apple uh, Podcasts. Um, so that other people can see us, we can get on people's radars and into the whole algorithm thing that I still don't understand. But the way that you do that is by leaving reviews. It's magic. Again, we also want to, as we wrap up today, thank Michael and thank Sean for being here. We are blessed by your presence and and love, love, love these songs. Thank you. This is my favorite podcast. (laughs) Very good. No greater endorsement. Now, I expect you to hop on iTunes and, and write in favor right with a capital I. I always in felt there. weird like doing a review Re- of a podcast that I was on, so now I'm not on it anymore. Ooh, there you go. But now I was on it. Now you're week, on so. it. Okay. So wait a week. That's and then you can go and, yeah. Well, you know. Uh, and, and and we are today looking for how do we have genuine, real conversations? How do we, you know, embrace that spirit of love, but also truth that grounds us in a place of of real humanity, where we see the God goodness and divine spark, not just in ourselves, but in those who surround us in this world. And so now that we have gathered together, now that we have had an amazing conversation together, I invite you to grow. May you grow this week. Grow in your ability to look your neighbor in the eye. Grow in your ability to see, not just from your own perspective, but from the perspective of somebody else. May you grow in in your hopes and your desires to see the God goodness in those who surround you. And may you also grow in your ability to love in all times and all places. Maybe it starts with just a simple conversation. Amen. And now go. Receive this benediction, this blessing that's meant to be lived out as you go this week. May you go encountering God as the creator in the ways that you create as you go about your days. May you go encountering God in the Christ that meets you in the midst of this wild world, whether filled with mountains or money. May you go encountering the Holy Spirit as she meets you exactly where you are in the way that a song haunts you or the way that a lyric moves you to joy. May you go in peace this week, now and always. Amen. 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 Amen.